Arts, Lifestyle, SNS Online. Hello and welcome to SNS Online. My special guest today is a multi-instrumentalist, singer-songwriter and producer who hails from Sheffield, playing not only the guitar and piano but harmonica, ukulele, saxophone and accordion. He has created some beautiful and catchy toe-tapping numbers in recent years and performed in stadiums around the UK and beyond with the likes of Rebecca Ferguson, Steps, Peter Andre, Alicia Dixon, UB40, Tears for Fears and Shane Phelan. He's also worked with the likes of Ollie Murs, Donny Osmond, comedian Peter Kay and Gary Barlow, who he played accordion for on his hit song Let Me Go. His forthcoming album Another Rainy Night in Paris is out later this year. Let's have a listen to some of his work. gentlemen put your hands together and give it up for the mega talented and rather lovely Max Restaino. So Max Restaino, welcome to the show. Sugary pop fused with some serious brat pack welly and you can quote me on that. <laughs> I've got to say that I'm loving your music. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm glad you, uh, <laughs> glad you like it. I'm just imagining you in your tux, uh, tie loosened, on a, on a smoky <laughs> stage. Yeah, well, um, the, the originally what I used to do was um, jazz stuff when I was very young, when I first started out. And then as I uh, started writing my own music, I did a lot of pop songs, which was um, 
uh, that's what I used to do. I used to do a lot of that. But then I've actually recently, like you said, moved into the uh, the jazz area again, and it feels really um, just feels really natural to me. It comes really naturally the songwriting and the musician side of it. So yeah, a lot of the I'm doing the jazz stuff at the moment. So yeah, <laughs> I mean I, I I absolutely adore. I mean I love the pop stuff as well. Don't get me wrong, but some of your jazz stuff is just is so classy. And and you pretty well play. Any instrument thrown at you. I've got here saxophone, guitar, piano, harmonica, accordion, ukulele. And I was going to suggest if you ever want me to be on the castanets for your ne- next project, you know, it'll be a match made in Hendon, really. <laughs> yeah, you can do. No, don't worry. It wasn't a serious suggestion, but <laughs> let's roll it back to your early days and musical inspirations, etc. Um, but led you to this amazing road. Uh, well, I, like I said, I, I grew up uh, in Sheffield, uh, which I, I still am now. And um, I got given an accordion for, uh, it was just around the house, actually. My grandma brought an accordion back from Italy. And um, the story sort of is, I was so young, but the story is that um, on Christmas Day, I was sat under the um, <laughs> under the table playing it and uh, playing it quite well. I've, I, apparently, that's the story. <laughs> but I, yeah, like I said, I don't remember that. But That's um, quite an unusual instrument to be brought back to, you know, have a go. It's usually the, the people might pass around a guitar, but uh, an accordion? <laughs> yeah, well, I've got an Italian heritage. So uh, my grandma was uh, is from Italy. My dad's from Italy. So, yeah, that uh, makes sense because there's yeah, a lot there. Yeah, everyone plays that. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so you picked it up quite quickly then? Yeah, I just what I used to do is I used to sit and listen to... Uh, tapes and old records of um sort of folk italian folk songs and uh, i was, i just used to pick it up and uh, listen to it over and over again and just play it and listen and play it and yeah it just came very naturally to me it was very strange yeah it's interesting it's almost like some people's uh, you know minds are sort of hardwired to connect in that sort of way yeah i think so i think i'm uh, i think if it's if it's in you it will vent somehow that's what i do think yeah so i think i just I vented it at a very young age, I think. But presumably this was developed by, uh, you know, uh, structured training and all the rest of it? No, that well, the, originally it was all by sort of ear. I just used to do it, um, the accordion was by ear. And then when I moved on to different instruments, like I said, the piano and the saxophone, I had a little bit of, uh, a little bit of help with uh, some lessons. And uh, I was, the piano and saxophone is when it started to get quite jazzy because <laughs> there, there were jazz players that used to teach me. So, uh, so it went from folk songs to jazz songs, which is uh, which was cool. And what about your your uh, you know your parents, your your family? Were they quite encouraging when they realised you were dedicated and wanted to uh, follow a path like this? Was it quite um, unusual? Think, you know, yeah, it's it was unusual. I think they they were encouraging, um, <clears throat> even if I probably used to wake them up at six o'clock in the morning playing this accordion really loud <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they, they have been really encouraging and uh yeah my family will like i said everyone in the in uh you know, my italian side of family play accordion anyway so so yeah it was an easy easy fit brilliant stuff let's have a blast of one of your tracks now to get us in the mood this is from your forthcoming album another rainy night in paris and this is the single of same name let's take a listen <laughs> Sunlight slowly fading Like leaves into the trees Coffee fills the air On a warm and quiet stream Every poignant moment Blissful or unreal Just another rainy night in Paris 
more than just a feeling It's more than just a smile Every sentimental meaning That makes it all worthwhile Not the catches in her voice Or the words I fail to speak Just another rainy night in Paris Sometimes rushed right off my feet I may babble endlessly With every word I fail to speak It's true say uh, max that was that's so slick that's so cool do you know what i mean and very sort of uh, you can imagine being in a late night parisian bar with you as i said <laughs> in your tux uh, giving it um a bit of welly uh, how did paris particularly inspire you or did you just do you just think that you know the city of love and all that um actually i have been quite a big fan of um that sort of accordion parisian sort of music on the on the accordion and i've i have always loved it and i've i've always wanted to a sort of excuse to get that in there and get the accordion in there somehow. And with this jazz stuff, it actually did give me a bit of a, a reason to uh, to write a, a jazz uh, song about about Paris. And I did go there last year. Oh well, like and, as um, long as you went there at least once, then that's... yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to go my entire life, and I went there last year with my uh, with my girlfriend, and it was absolutely beautiful. And it was, uh, yeah, it really uh, sort of, uh, yeah, probably did influence me a lot to write write the song. So. Uh, that's how that came about. That's brilliant. Let's sort of go back, though, to your earlier work. I mean, what was the first track you think you uh, did that you felt, yeah, I'm really getting somewhere? 
Um, that's uh-huh. a difficult one, that, because even though you feel really uh, happy with something that you've done when you were a kid or something, you look back on it and it's absolutely awful. But um, <laughs> I think if I if I went back, it was probably a song I um, I just came up with on the piano, just uh, just playing around, and um, it was called Last Song of the Night. <laughs> so uh, still a night theme. Yes, um, absolutely. So yeah, that was just, I think looking back, it was more of a, a sort of... Um, Sort of a jam, really. I just play playing on the saxophone, strumming a bit on the guitar, and playing saxophone. And uh, yeah, it was it wasn't an amazing song. It wasn't very good, but uh, yeah, I think that was what I was one that I was the first one that I wrote anyway that I was quite happy with. So, so this wasn't uh, released at all. Uh, no, not really. Is this the one that was mysteriously destroyed in a fire or something, and we're never going to get to hear it? <laughs> I'm trying to think of how old I was. I must have been about ten or nine or something. I can't remember something like that. <laughs> like really early gigs were you doing any live stuff when you were when you were you know really quite young so yeah i used to um basically take my uh, instruments down to the restaurant i think it was more well my mum and dad had a restaurant um when i was a kid right and i used to take my instruments down and um i think it was more for myself really that i used to play but um i remember getting someone came up to get and gave me two pounds <laughs> and i thought what to leave oh, this this is pretty fun <laughs> <laughs> so i used to take my recording down every uh, every weekend and play <laughs> that's br- they weren't giving you the two pounds to leave a restaurant were they they were giving me two pounds to tell me to shut up probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm so joking <laughs> oh that's hilarious oh that's sad. i suppose there's no video evidence of this um, but I think there is actually there is some uh, uh, video footage from uh, from years ago. Yeah, probably destroyed in that fire that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, bonfire night's coming Can't up. So uh, you know, <laughs> scratch and sniff. Online with Nick Randall. Did you go to like music college or anything like that? Um, I did go to um <clears throat> sort of a music um I got picked up for like a scholarship thing when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, I'm I, I'm actually dyslexic and I, I can't read music and um, I'm not very good at the I wasn't very good at the theory side. I've actually picked up quite a lot more now that I've got older. The theory stuff comes actually a bit more easy. But, um, but yeah, I just didn't get on of, with. You've learned that more via osmosis, just working with great people and all the rest of it. Yeah, you just you've been being around musicians and writers and stuff, and being in the studio with people. You just you you sort of learn the things that you need to know. Mm. Um, but yeah, all the academic side of it, um, I did find very difficult, especially at a young age when you sort of, it's hard to persuade anyone of a young age to get into the academic side. Uh, well, I, I thought it was for me anyway. So, um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, absolutely fair enough. I mean, it, you know, clearly hasn't held you back at all. Um, let's talk about some of your early work, uh, which you would consider significant. What was the first track you released? Oh, that's a difficult one. Um it was probably um, a song called "Life Is Real." Probably that was um, one that I I still play to this day, actually. So it couldn't have been that bad. But I did. <laughs> I wrote that when I was about uh, eleven or twelve. Um, wow! And that was um, one that I released uh, well a long a lot <laughs> quite a while ago. And yeah, like I said, I still play it now. So it's um, yeah, it couldn't have been too bad. But um, I presume but that yeah, wasn't that was... about uh, relationship heartbreaks, unless you started really young. <laughs> No, not at all. No, um, 
Yeah, it was just a it was just a song just about you know, enjoying life and all the all that stuff. It was sort of that that was the inspiration for it anyway. That sort of get out and enjoy your life while you yeah while you've <laughs> while you've got it, I guess. And I'll tell you this year that's exactly the sort of the music we need to hear. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's take a listen to that. Life is real, and you've got a particular version you want playing. So this is a recording that was um, done live, actually, last year on the um, Peter Andre tour when uh, me and my band played um, Sheffield City Hall. This is a recording of Life Is Real, the song that I wrote when I was around 11. (laughs) Fabulous. I want to say something about the way I feel Cos everything in life is all so real And I want to shout it out so everyone can hear if death's the final word At least I will be heard Life's so hard And I'm giving it all I got Yeah, life's so hard And it's coming out that enough Well, life is real You only got one chance, you see And I'm gonna get it right for me Seeing everything I'm dead to see Oh, life is mine Life is Real, performed live at Sheffield City Hall. Fabulous stuff. Okay, let's run through some of your uh, career highlights to date, including um, working and touring with the likes of Gary Barlow, Peter Andre, Tears for Fears, Steps, Rebecca Ferguson, Barana Rama, I think, UB40, uh, Shane Phelan, Donny Osmond. (laughs) I mean, wow, (laughs) that's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, well... um... After I finished school, I sort of went into a, uh, a recording studio where I was basically the T-boy, but they, um, I used to sit in on, on all the sessions that they were doing, and they had some amazing acts in and performers. And, um, yeah, because I was the only one there that sort of, you know, played sax, so they used to say, oh, Max, I, I really love it if you played sax on this song, or I love you if you played accordion on this song or whatever. And, yeah, it was it was just incredible that... Um, it wasn't you on Careless Whisper, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Not on Careless Whisper, I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cha-ching. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but they used to say, like, I've got a really cool song that, um, that we want accordion on, and then they'd send me down to London to record something, 
and it just happened to be like a Gary Barlow single that's uh, that was a single that he released called Let Me Go and that got to I think that got to the uh, number two in the official charts <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was just incredible, just the amount of uh, work that I've uh, I've got through the through that studio. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, really, I've got to say, because it, it, it sounds like you made yourself indispensable to, to people because of the, uh, the amount of skills that you had to offer. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, when you when you play a lot of unusual things like instruments and stuff, I think there's uh, there's not many people that are um, <laughs> that you can get hold of that play it. So. So, yeah, definitely. That probably helps. That's that's amazing. So uh, t- tell us about the touring then. I mean, uh, what's it like? Because presumably you are like, you know, the warm up to steps or whatever. I don't know what you call it, supporting act or whatever. So you are sort of um, involved with those huge crowds that, uh, that these um, artists attract. I mean, steps, I can't imagine. They must be massive amount. Yeah, definitely. I think um, steps was 2017 and that was their arena tour that they did around the uk uh-huh. and that was just it was really incredible when it's, it's only when you look back and you think wow that, that was really really cool at the time you just want to get the job done and get it do a good job and all the rest of it and but when you look back it is incredible that you know you played um venues like uh you know, wembley the o2 arena absolutely um so yeah it's, it has been an incredible experience through the through the years i've just sad that this year i haven't done a, a single gig almost yeah. so absolutely. so yeah it's um yeah it's What's the biggest gig do you think you've had in terms of audience, just out of curiosity? Um, it it probably was one of the arenas with steps, probably the O2 or um, Tears for Fears had a big crowd. That was like a stadium gig, so that was pretty cool. Um, there was a few stadium gigs, sorry. So uh, yeah, it was probably one of them. And do you, I mean, do you really take to that like a duck to water? I mean, some some artists are more sort of studio bound and they're not so into the the live side. But I get the impression you're you're pretty well equal. Um, I think the uh, the studio stuff and the writing and the the musician side comes very easily to me. Yeah. Um, but once you're out on stage, it is absolutely brilliant. There's nothing. There's really nothing like it. Um, you know, performing the songs to to people and uh, everyone seems to enjoy, always seems to enjoy it, and it is just in, an incredible experience. So yeah, I really do really do love playing gigs. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I want to play another track now. Now I've been listening to some of your stuff on YouTube, uh, as well as all the uh, the cool jazz stuff. There's some really tight poppy songs which which I love as well. And one is called Sugar Rush, which uh, <laughs> makes me think of a sort of boy band vibe. It's a very happy song. Um, so let's have a listen. I- Heard it all, all before Never matters if I'm right or wrong Why cry it all, take a fall When the one you truly love is gone Tell me what it is you want, I don't know what it is you need Show me what it means to be, but I'm not scared to be 
So Sugar Rush, fantastic. Um, how did that come about? That was actually just before I went on, ste- on tour with Steps, that one. And um, I just wanted to um, write, write an uplifting song, basically, with no, no, no sort of major message in it or anything too, uh, you know, political or anything like that. Just a fun song. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's, that's just one that, that came about for the Steps tour, basically. And that was the single around the Steps tour. So, um, yeah, it was a fun one. <laughs> Excellent. So I, I listed a, a couple of others, the, the, more in that poppy genre. There's uh, Give Me All Your Loving. Give me all your loving. Give your love to me. There's nothing in the world that does what you do to me. And also No. I thought they were both rocking in a, in a, in a poptastic way. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that was. They were actually from the first album, the first album that I did. Um, yeah, that was 2016. That was for the um, the Rebecca Ferguson tour. That I actually got an album together, my first album. Is and, that the um, one that's available on your website now? That one is available. Yeah, that's the album is called The Time It Takes. And I've just ordered it. It, it's, it says signed copy, so I'm expecting a signed copy from you. <laughs> I'm terribly <laughs> I can excited. Sort that out. <laughs> can sort that out. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. So, so tell us a dish for dirt on all these celebs, then, or or tell us nice fluffy things about the people you can, <laughs> like Rebecca Ferguson, for example. What was she like? Rebecca Ferguson was lovely. Yeah, it was. Um, I tell you what, everyone actually has been really nice um, that I've I've worked with. Um, I have to say, Peter Andre was um, was particularly nice. He's probably the one of the nicest people I've I've met in in uh, the music industry. He's really lovely, Aww. and he actually he was the only time that I've been on tour with someone. And uh, they sort of asked me to come on stage with them and play sax or something like it, oh, that. Oh, bless um, him! Yeah, it was really lovely of him. And uh, we did a Stevie Wonder cover, <laughs> and I was playing sax and singing. And uh, yeah, it was that was really fun. Oh, that that's was really good. So, that's yeah, really so nice lovely. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to suddenly say something really terrible about Peter Andre. I thought, oh God, an exclusive. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> no. much prefer to hear that he's, he's a nice, fluffy chap. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh. Is. That's really lovely. Um, let's have another track now. Um, possibly something more recent you might have lined up there. <laughs> um, this one was um, a single that I wrote and produced uh, from my album Another Rainy Night in Paris, and this one is called Before I Lose Faith in You. Bring it on, baby. Did you ever lose faith in something you loved? Oh. Did they promise all the things you're dreaming of? Did you ever lose faith in the meaning of life? Another dollar and a dime to sacrifice Drowning in the darkest night I'm living in the candlelight And now I see the answer And my prayers have arrived You could turn a spark to a flame A birth of beauty and grace I need a guilty man to freedom Take the very air that I breathe Kill the birds in the trees Tear the stars down from the heavens above And bring the world to its knees And you can tell my soul in two Before I lose faith in you Did you ever lose faith in fighting a war? Do you remember what it was we're fighting for? 
Did you ever lose faith in finding a cure? There never seems to be an answer to it all. Sublime from Max Rostino's forthcoming album, Another Rainy Night in Paris, and that was Before I Lose Faith in You. And we'll be back with Max after this. SNSOnlineShow.com, your brand new one stop shop for all things SNS. Take a tour through our wide and diverse collection of shows and listen in to our exclusive range of in depth interviews spanning the popular arts, featuring actors, writers, journalists, stand up comedians, musicians, and more. You can also enjoy our shorter bite sized series covering vibrant new theatre, television, and book releases. And with our Arts Lifestyle Remit, you get to explore issue-based topics, including health, mental health, women's rights around the world, and LGBTQ. Contact us with both your comments and suggestions for future guests. And don't forget to read up on our blog, regularly updated with articles and photographs, a forum where everyone is welcome to contribute. SNSOnlineShow.com, your one-stop shop for all things SNS. Now, yeah, something I put here. Now, you'll probably roll your, you'll probably do a little emoji eye roll when I mention this. But do you ever get um, compared um, physically with another a pop star who, say, could be in a, a boy band that's run for years and years? Um, I get compared a lot. Um, I think vocally wise with um, Ollie Mers. I don't know if you if you pick up on that. I get, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I get Ollie Mays a lot and Will Young. Apparently, I sound a lot like oh. um, vocally. Um, what about physically? <laughs> physically? Do you know who I'm going to say? Um, I'm not sure. Anthony Costa <laughs> from Blue. It's on Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I do get that one a lot. Actually, I mean, is that you? Are you just do? Have you just got two careers going on at the same time? (laughs) People, I do get that quite a lot. And people actually said when I was on tour with Peter Andre that I looked like Peter Andre. Really? So that was another one. Yeah. (laughs) But Auntie, I mean, I actually put your photos together just just to be sure because my partner is always telling me off because I always say, "Oh, so and so, doesn't that look like so and so?" And he'll say, "No, it's nothing like." <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think you can give me that one definitely. Scratch and sniff. Online with Nick Randall. Give me all your love and give your heart to me. There's nothing in the world that does what you do to me. Another track from your playlist now, Max. This is Give Me All Your Loving. You're listening to SNS Online. writing is quite a lot of your stuff more autobiographical or are you inspired by say movies or, or stories you've heard from other people how's it work um i think i i used to think um i used to play just the the music first and then do the right the lyrics after mm. and um it, that, that was fine i think that 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 was um quite easy but it wasn't it, it was a little bit difficult with the lyrics putting the lyrics to the melody and quite recently I've started writing um, the lyrics first because the melody comes so easily that okay. the, you get the hard bit out of the way in the lyrics and then you write to the uh, the lyrics. And yeah, I think 
I never used to write to sort of experiences and stuff, but then with this new album, I really, I think it's, it does come out. You just, you just sort of uh, like, again, if something's inside you, it will vent out. So a lot of um, experiences and how I was feeling at certain, certain situations and stuff. Yeah, definitely does come out in the, uh, in the lyrics as well. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Angels Cry is one of my favorites. It's so sweet. Is there some (laughs) background to that? Angels Cry. I'm just trying to think now. <laughs> um, I was going to sing it, but I can't remember the tune at the moment. But I was going to go, Angels Cry. <laughs> no. I think that one was just about... Um, angels crying. <laughs> it was just about <laughs> angels. Do you know what? I don't think that one particularly had uh I've caught you out, that haven't I? Was, I? <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one, one yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah. Hey, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I thought you guys say something. all quiet. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, so you finish. Uh, bu- 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 yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. There's a long pregnant pause there. Um, anyway, I love it. I love this track, and it's one of my favourites, so we have to have it. Let's have a listen to Angels Cry. Last forever. Now- 
So Max, you've also composed music for TV, which is a fantastic add-on to what is already an amazing career. Is this something you hope to continue or you know develop? Absolutely, yeah. I, I absolutely love um, doing, uh, as well as pop stuff and jazz stuff and all that sort of thing, I do like doing sort of film scores with orchestral um, music and I love arranging it and writing it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. So um, I've done a lot of... Um, sort of yeah scores and arrangements like that uh but yeah i've i've had uh christmas songs that i've written uh been played on hollyoaks and wow. um, um i had a song called get your number as well which was uh on a bt advert and uh yeah. i also did um a film score for um the la film director uh mark jacobs which oh, um he uh made a a documentary called Mission Angels, which I did the film score for, which was uh, a really great experience. That's incredible. I mean, I've got here, which aren't those examples. Uh, apparently, you, you won a PRS Songwriting Award for Tin Pan Alley, which was a, a programme on Sky. Called, uh, the, the track Fall? Definitely, yeah. That was, uh, I got, yeah, Tin Pan Alley uh, was uh, a programme on Sky TV hosted by um, Mike Reed. And uh, there were, apparently, there was thousands of people that en- entered the. Um, the songwriting competition, which was what the programme was, a songwriting competition. And I came second, which I'm really proud of. So um, that was a great experience. Yeah. I see. It was a competition you entered. I didn't realise that. Yeah, that's what it, it was. a songwriting competition, yeah. That's brilliant. Uh, let's take a listen to it. Away. I 
isn't falling apart And the higher the wall Is the deeper I Was lovely fall there by Max Rostino, curated in response to a songwriting competition on Sky's Tim Pan Alley. Really like that one. Uh, also talking about awards, um, you're you're an actor as well, and you were nominated for a Tony Award for your part as Billy in Assassins. What's what's that? Yeah, about? that's right. That was uh, that was a while ago. That I was um, trying to think. I must have been about eight, seven or eight or something. Oh gosh! Wow. Um, See, so yeah, that was a that was a, a show that I did actually, a musical at the uh, the, yeah, the Crucible in Sheffield. Yes, where they did um, a snooker. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and uh, it was um, a show called Assassins. Yeah, and uh, I played a a kid who was I think it, I, can't, I actually can't remember it too well, but I think it, it was a kid whose mum was uh, trying to assassinate the president or something like Gosh. that. And it was a really great musical. Um, and yeah, we the whole cast got nominated for. Uh, for an, that that award, so that's yeah, that was a really good experience. That one is acting as something else you'd like to do more of. Have you done any more? I have done a lot of uh, acting in my uh, in my career, um, just mainly just as uh, <laughs> I did a lot of uh, extra work. But um, oh, right. that was a while ago. I think I, I concentrate on the music side now. But um, you could be acting... an you could be an extra for that guy from Blue when he's having a day off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we get a long shot in the studio singing "All Rise." I'm hanging on to that like a bone, aren't I, Vetro? <laughs> Tell us about what it was like to work with Peter Kay, because you were involved in both Phoenix Nights Live and Car Share. I mean, did you actually meet him or, I mean, you certainly were involved in those programmes, weren't you? Yeah, that was actually the one person that I'd have, I would have loved to have met, but Aww. I actually didn't get to meet Peter Kay. Um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was Phoenix Nights Live, which was um, the uh, the show that he did in Manchester Arena. Mm. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, it was just it was, I was just backing vocals throughout the the entire show, because um, there was a lot of music in in Phoenix Nights, yeah. um, and it was just so funny because in in Phoenix Nights it's all sort of um, songs played badly. That's the joke. Is that it's like a a terrible club band. That's the joke. That it's it's a terrible club <laughs> band playing these pop songs really badly. Fly me to <laughs> the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, it was just the funniest thing I've, I've been involved with, actually. So, oh, that's yeah, so... that was fun. <laughs> that's brilliant. Now there's only one team and there's only one city I love. Back in 1889, a new game in town had begun. You're the Like a 
charity single you did for the NHS uh, it seemed to be a celebration of either Sheffield or Sheffield United called Grease Chip Butty <laughs> that's right yeah um, have you heard of the the original Greasy, Greasy Chip Butty anthem that well Sheffield yeah I mean I've, I've written it down here um, I, I wrote, wrote the first uh, um, uh, verse if you like you fill up my senses like a gallon of <laughs> <Yeah>. magnet <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a pack of the woodbines, like a good pinch of stuff. No, snuff, snuff. And then snuff. like, a, like a, a night out in Sheffield, like a greasy chip butty. Oh. <laughs> Get the accent there. So that's for the NHS, was it? Yeah, that was... Uh, I think it was because of all this uh, COVID stuff that was going on. I just thought it'd be really lovely to do a um, a song for the uh, NHS. So I, I just did a, a, a funny song. It was more of a, a comedy song for... Yeah. Um, for Sheffield, and um, it was just a... No one's actually took the Greasy Chip Butty song, is what the Sheffield United fans sing before every game. No one's actually taken it and made it into a proper record, basically. With it, yeah. yeah, so I, I just wrote some verses and wrote some, you know, sections and basically got a full band and played it. And, um, yeah, I think it came out pretty good. And um, I actually played it to... Um, uh, someone that I know who asked me to do it was uh, it's called Mike Firth. Apparently, he played it to his dad, who's been a sort of Sheffield United fan all his life, and he started crying at the end of it. Which I, I thought that's that's always the um, the the job as a songwriter to to sort of evoke emotion in people. So uh, I think I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with that one, and uh, hopefully I did did a good job with it. Oh, that's lovely. That's that's so lovely. <laughs> So we come more to the present now. Obviously, COVID's been uh, has pretty well wiped out um, live playing at the moment. But you have been working on new material, and you've got a Christmas EP coming out. Tell us about that. Yeah, this is a really interesting one. Actually, it was um, <clears throat> I've been writing with um, Mike Reed, who uh, obviously did uh, Tim Pan Alley, is where I met him, and. Um, Shall we say Mike Reed, as in the uh, radio DJ, writer, journalist, all the rest of it, Radio One, and what was he? Not Swap Shop, the other one, uh, Saturday Superstore, which I loved. Watched it every week. I mean, I'm very old, you see, so a bit like Mike Reed. <laughs> yeah, the uh, he hosted Top of the Pops and all that. Yeah, it was really, yeah, really great, uh, amazing career. Um, and so I wrote, I wrote a song with uh, Mike Reed, and also uh, a guy called Phil Springer, who's. Yeah. Um, a, a composer and writer from New York, Santa Baby, and yeah, exactly. He Absolutely. wrote um, "Santa Baby," uh, which is an incredible classic it Christmas is, it song. It is a classic. Yeah, absolute classic Christmas song. And I just thought it'd be a great, uh, a great idea to sit and write a Christmas song together with uh, with each other. And he sent over this uh, Christmas song that he's had, mm. and apparently he's had it um, 
sort of basically in a draw for, well, since 1948. (laughs) So it could have been the original Santa Baby. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I wrote a song with him and um, I wrote a a chorus and wrote the lyrics with Mike and uh, I produced it myself. And yeah, it sounds really, really good. I'm really happy with the way it's it's came out. That's fantastic. Well, we'll be playing out the show with that. Um, Just before we we wrap up, give us all the details of how we find you, uh, you know, online and all the rest of it and, and, and various albums that can be purchased. Great. Well, you can uh, check everything out. Everything will be on my website, which is max-music.co.uk. And you can go on my Facebook, which is Max Restaino. I'll spell Restaino because it's hard to spell. It's (laughs) R-E-S-T-A-I-N-O. And uh, yeah, my um, album is called Another Rainy Night in Paris, and that will be out sometime next year but we're releasing singles from that album um so uh, you might catch a, a single from it fantastic well we listen we wish you all the luck in the world with this uh, i absolutely adore your music and i just it's just you know you're clearly going to uh, dominate the world uh, eventually give it time <laughs> uh, and also to say that we give all our guests a, a celebrity goodie bag and the fact that we're not uh, we are separated by covid and studios and cities <laughs> will not stop us so if we get some details from you something lovely uh, will be uh, sent through to you probably a box of chocolates or something like that <laughs> thanks max Rostino, thank you so much let's listen to your christmas song yeah thanks a lot it's been my pleasure thank you Winter Wonderland 
Am I the tinsel that has faded on your Christmas train? On the last train home, late for Christmas Eve. She took the last train home, late for Christmas Eve.